You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another great edition of Table Talk brought to you by Pop Culture Fanatics, the only podcast for the fanatic inside of you. It's your boy, Mr. Lucha Val Cisco, Mr. VC, back at it again with my brother from another mother, Mr. J. Rance. How you doing, sir? Ooh, Mr. VC, I'm chilling. That sounds like some DC Joker. Mm. It's the Mr. VC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. VC on his way. <laughs> What's good, though, brother? I'm chilling. You? I'm good, man. I'm coming up this, coming off of this high that was DC fandom. The second year in a row, DC has put its big DC, if you will, on the table to show the audience. And man, it was a spectacle. I got fun watching it. How about you? Same. I actually totally forgot about it um, because I was caught up doing some other things, and I think I got the alert somewhere, and I'm like, oh, DC, the fandom. So. Yeah, I was super invested in it for, for the stuff that's coming out in the future. Everything looks phenomenal. That's what I love about DC, bro. DC is never afraid to push the boundaries, and we saw that today. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we got so many different things to look forward to. And like you said, DC is not afraid to push the boundaries. So when we say that, when we look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what they're doing with Disney, everything kind of does seem formulaic. It does seem like everything's part of the one which is the MCU and at some parts that's cool like you know getting a a, a She-Hulk spin-off series getting a a Miss Marvel series I, I love that I love the bigger picture that they're trying to do for one universe but like as you said right here DC loves to experiment loves to give you different things you know different strokes rule the world sometimes and we definitely got that animated specials animated movies movie trailers video games different IPs all around the board and they all for the most part looked fantastic yeah i agree that's that's kind of now that you say that i think that's the problem with marvel where they've let their mcu on screen dictate their comic books you mm-hmm. know and i think that's like you said we get it you know they're trying to keep it under one synony- synonymous banner but it it shouldn't be you know like you should to me you should have your separate universes you got your mcu on the screen and then you got your comics kind of like dc does you know and we saw the um what what, what are those number ones that you were reading i forgot the name right now oh my god no um part of the infinite frontier yeah here you um, go yeah sorry for, that was a freaking project and look now we're getting some stuff from that I love the fact that they're experimenting and they're pushing boundaries. And for anyone that, you know, likes to say that, oh, DC has been doing a piss poor show when it comes to their movies. I I, I tend to have someone look at this and let them view this whole entire DC fandom and come out of the saying that was whack. Because at the end of the day, was everything the same? No. But was everything like like a slice of life? Everything was different. Different slices of pizza. Like you had your anchovies, you had your pepperonis, you had your pineapples. You had all this stuff right there. At the end of the day, you still wanted more out of this. So what I kind of want to do over here is kind of touch on certain topics, things that we liked, some things that we didn't necessarily hate, but maybe just didn't agree with, and just have a good little conversation for people that don't know what DC fandom actually is. It was 
a, a digital event in the midst of what happened last year in 2020 with the pandemic, and that's still going on till today, where Comic-Con was canceled at that moment in time. So DC responded, let's do a digital event. Let's show what we have to offer to the world for our fans. And in most cases, it was a success. I remember specifically last year um, with the fandom event, both fandom events, and they were fair to minimum. There weren't anything, you know, to write home about. They were fun. But, you know, things that we already saw that were coming, you know, Wonder Woman 84, a couple of specials like Doom Patrol and Titans, and what to look forward to in the future, like Black Adam, like the Batman, like those things were shown last year, little stills. This year, though, same thing happens. They want to give the fans one more shot to take a look at what's happening in 2021 and 2022 and possibly 2023 as well, too. So let's just start off right at the rip. What was your number one favorite thing coming out of DC fandom 2021? Ooh, uh, my favorite one. If I have to pinpoint one? Mm. I mean, I enjoyed a few, but damn, this is tough because it has to be a toss-up between Peacemaker, the solo series, or... But I gotta go with my boy Jamie Reyes, bro. I gotta go with Blue Beetle. Yeah? Finally, yeah, we gotta finally get some Blue Beetle movie action on HBO Max. You know, I've enjoyed Blue Beetle for like the few years now. And yeah, it has to be that. I, I was super surprised when I saw the, the announcement, the suit of Blue Beetle, man. Like that has to be my number one. Close tie with Peacemaker, but I got to go with Blue Beetle. Oh, no, I, 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 it may not be my number one, but it's in that contention as well, too, because I love the fact that Blue Beetle itself is such a, a rich, diverse, um, Hispanic character. All right, so um, there were a few things that I did enjoy, but I really couldn't pinpoint a number one, but like I, I, I was thinking to myself earlier, it's a tie between Peacemaker, but I have to go with number one, Blue Beetle, because, you know, I've loved some Jamie Reyes for a minute now, reading the comics, and this this genuinely surprised me because, I mean, I feel like Blue Beetle gets love, but to see the announcement of the Blue Beetle movie on HBO Max, to the suit reveal, everything, I, yeah, it has to be my number one, bro. Like, super, because I feel like he doesn't get enough love. How'd you feel about that? Um, I think Blue, Blue Beetle is a very special character in the DC universe. Doesn't matter if it's your um, Jamie, doesn't matter if it's your Ted Korg. I think it's such a weird character because it's not like you're essential, you're Peter Parker getting bit by something or, yeah. or, or you know, gamma radiation. This was something like a, a, a symbiote in a way mm-hmm. taking hold of a young person. body and them coming to terms with each other trying to figure each other out a human trying to figure out an alien and vice versa as well too um i love the fact that this is all about hispanic heritage as well too especially with jamie character jamie's character is very much a family oriented character whether it's his friends whether it's his family at home whether it's the struggles of being mexican in the united states and having that that prejudice on his back every single day along with hiding the secret that he's a superhero as well too figuring out new powers figuring out how to deal with himself in the world am i an actual superhero or am i just a kid that has superpowers and i just don't know what i'm doing i like that duality right there and the fact that the whole crew from the dual directors to the producers are rich in just latino 
culture, Latino history, that just makes everything feel so well. Yeah, I agree. I think just that, you know, love that he's getting for being Latino culture. And I feel like, hey, sometimes, but speaking about pushing the boundary, sometimes uh, Marvel doesn't really push the boundary that much with Miles Morales, bro. You know, yeah. sometimes I feel like they're very timid to stand. All right, this is the Spider-Man. So I feel like they're actually giving that to Blue Beetle, that love. And like you said, I love the interaction where it's like a symbiote and everything. And he genuinely just, you know, talks to the alien symbiote himself while they're in battle and things of that nature with his powers. So I'm all for this, man. Yeah, man. Even the fact that he's trying to keep like secrets from his parents and even joke around. You can never keep secrets from Mexican family. So oh, yeah. I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and you see in the comic books as well, too, on some variations, like the parents are very supportive, scared, but supportive that he is the Blue Beetle as well, too. So I like that. It just all comes around. Family first, superhero second. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a, an awesome adaptation. Mine, though, I have to say it was very, very hard, too, because there was a lot from blue beetle to peacemaker and i wanted to give peacemaker my number one but i had to because i had to give this my number one because i've been anticipating for the past five years i've been waiting for something like this to show up at least a a snippet and that's all we had it was about a minute and a half of a snippet uh of a footage but man it felt so good to see and it was the first thing we saw in fandom it was Dwayne Johnson releasing yeah. the first teaser of Black Adam and it was glorious. The tone, the the setting, just the the ferocity that choking this guy out and just literally electrified him to dust. Mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> Bro, when I when I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I've been wanting some black you know on the screen already for some time now he's a very popular character i know especially you love black adam you get what i'm saying i know you mess with shazam but black adam is your dude Mm -hmm. so it has been teased for some time now until you know we got that confirmation the rock and everything and the the intro was epic because the rock is this mega superstar and he's done everything under the stars he says i was born to play black right (laughs) that line right there that line right there it was like oh, like that's how but you gotta love the dedication to this man that because he's been on this mm-hmm. project for about yeah. five to six years and we've known with the creative process a lot of movies we've seen this with many uh specific movies um ant-man um so many other superheroes that have had somebody attached to the project uh gambit with uh chad and tatum um yeah. so many people try their best to keep on uh, keeping on with the project, even though things are in creative hell, and The Rock just stood by it. He stood by it since day one, even though it's going to be a lengthy, long process. And here we are, July 29th, 2022, right around the corner, the movie comes out. Yeah, and that line also with he, he did a phenomenal job at selling it. You can tell this, I don't even want to say selling it because you can tell this is his project. Like you said, sticking with this project, the emotion that he's invested in this. Cause he said, this is a role that comes around once in a lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. not a few times, but once in a lifetime. And you, that right there with that undertone and everything, you can tell that this movie is going to be phenomenal. Cause he poured every sweat, blood, tears into this character. And once they dropped that, t- it, it was just a minuscule teaser, like you said. I think it was probably like less than a minute. But oh man, did it 
bro everything from the tone the color the shading the the ominous feels in the tomb to reading you know the mm-hmm. the inscriptions and then when he just came out and just became a stun gun and electrified <laughs> this dude i'm like i'm like holy crap i was like okay i didn't think we were gonna get down like this but damn mm-hmm. man yeah it that that right there bro like top three that one too was in top three honestly it was tough it was very tough because and you just even like the the performance before the trailer came out or the teaser came out when the cast introduced themselves you know i'm gonna be hawkman i'm gonna be mm-hmm. dr fate pierce brosman being dude. dr fate is great dude i am sold on that because <laughs> i have not seen a pierce brosman movie in honestly in a minute bro like i, I don't even know what's the last movie so i really forgot his voice so when i heard his voice when he said, you know, I'm gonna be Dr. Fate, I'm like, okay, bro, they they got the right person. Cause you mm-hmm. give me that that voice muffled with the helmet on, like, <laughs> bro, you, you got me sold on Dr. Fate. <laughs> Just everything about, you know, Pierce Brosnan, he's, he's a weird cat. He's been around for a while. He's been doing a lot of musicals lately and a lot of Broadway, and which is great, rock and roll. But he's right. He hasn't had a big-time role since 007. And he even mentioned that as well, too. Like, he hasn't felt so attached to a project since James Bond. And this right here is it's another... It's almost like a Michael Keaton. I wouldn't say that because I feel like he's been consistent with his own work. It's kind of rejuvenates his career a tad bit as his big star older but big mm-hmm. star and dr fate is such a character that that you can pass the helmet and the helm to different people which i think if they're going to keep that character they that may happen but this is perfect casting hawkman perfect casting and just all these characters coming once you know either joining or going against black adam it's gonna be ah it's gonna be so good so good mm-hmm. so good but Let's move what, on because oh, go 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 go. So, so, sorry for that. And what I love about with the Black Adam, you can actually play him as a vi- as a villain, anti-hero, you know, because of his comings up. You get what yes. I'm saying? Like this dude was poor and candag. <laughs> like so slavery I, 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 of riches, um, yeah. um, 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 a mass exodus to freedom. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much with this character. He's so complex. Yeah, I agree, man. I, and I can't wait for this project. But yeah, sorry for cutting you off. No, nah, man, because um, I wanted to get into Peacemaker because we both mentioned it. It was in our top <laughs> three right there. Um, okay. I know you didn't specifically see Suicide Squad yet, but you got to see this. And mm-hmm. this gave you enough to say this was John Cena's character in Suicide Squad. So was this enough? Well, obviously, because it's number two. Did it sway you enough to say, damn, Cena's on a roll now when it comes to, I guess, this franchise, or at least this is the yeah. right place for him. Yeah, it is. It is. It all. It, it swindled me enough to even jump on HBO Max to see if Suicide Squad's there. Is on that? Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, okay, yeah. So I definitely gotta check it out. But yeah, I agree because I feel that he found his niche and his type of humor. Like he said, you know, he plays the character so well because you know Peacemaker is like a, a, a turned-up asshole. So Loki. You could say John Cena is that. You get what I'm saying? He is an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But in his humor with these quirky, weird characters, which is the Suicide Squad, you know, these little reject characters, we can say, but they're so beloved in the DC universe. I Mm -hmm. think he's just a perfect fit for it. And he's definitely found his groove and he's going to be Peacemaker for some years to come, man. Oh yeah, the, the trailer alone for the limited series that he has on, I think it's going to be seven or eight episodes, that's perfect mm-hmm. right there for the humor that he's trying to bring. I think 
the the concept of it, him getting broken out of jail and trying to get some yeah. kind of redemption is good as well too. I love the character of Peacemaker just because of the fact that he is his own worst enemy. He does in his head he's doing everything right for the United States, but that even if it means like literally murdering kids or murdering oh, yeah. puppies, he will do it <laughs> in the name I of justice. Puppies. <laughs> bro, bro, I I was sold on the fact that when they were all walking him vigilante, the new shorty to the group, mm-hmm. you had walking next to him i'm like america <laughs> the two the three c's but the, the two c's that pop out the hug yeah. and the car ride the car ride with the eagle outside yeah. popping his head out yeah. was great that was great the hey dad he's hugging me i don't want to move get the phone dad so when he's just messing around with, he, i i i enjoy superhumor like that you know my humor when he's messing around in the woods with vigilante just like blowing almost his dick off you get what i'm saying like i'm souls bro like and i think this is where john cena excels in a role like this and a character like this with his humor Mm -hmm. i agree i think that at this moment in time he's given everything to the professional wrestling world Mm -hmm. he literally I want to say he's literally given at least 16 to 17 years of just straight work in wrestling, which is unprecedented. You know, you look at people like Austin and The Rock. Realistically, we love them for the time that they were there, but they were only on top for about four or five years. Like on top, not wrestling, but on top of the world. Cena was on top since day one. And, you know, I'm not a Uber fanboy, but I give the respect where respect's due. The dude gave almost two decades of his life to wrestling now he's enjoying the fruits of his labor he's acting he's having fun and he's finding the roles that fit him comedy or at least some kind of off or dark humor comedy and it just yeah. works for his humor it's such a a reverse of what we're used to i've seen like to eat your vitamins and drink your milk and hustle loyalty and respect i'm a good guy that you see this jerk on tv it's like yeah this is what we've been waiting for yeah man like that that that's the it's crazy that he everybody was waiting john cena to turn heel in the wrestling business and he turned heel outside in the movie <laughs> business <laughs> it's crazy bro honestly but um what was your your let, let, let's say your third your top three. Oh man wasn't a movie it it mm-hmm. i'm gonna put two of them out there they, they weren't even movies they were just like things to look forward to like one of them that i i really enjoyed um the game trailer or the extended trailer for gotham knights um yes i thought that in every way possible that was a perfect trailer to get you sunk in to this game if you want to get bought into this game this was it having you know snyder in the, in the cut as well too talking about the event as well too and i remember that day in 2011 at the at the the, the new 40, uh, 52 um, event mm-hmm. in, in times square midtown comics and we got to yeah. meet snyder as well too when he's coming out with concepts for the of the court of Isles, and that was just yeah. insane right there just to see him now almost what tw- uh 10 years 10 10 years about 12 years later you know his his concept now is on a larger screen now you know you're you're seeing mm-hmm. film adaptations you're seeing game adaptations and you're seeing so much of his work now in these games i love the fact that you get the court of owls there the mystery behind gotham city and how they always been watching i love the fact again yep. this is not a bruce wayne centric game this is very much the side characters the robins the red hoods the nightwings the batgirls and what they can do to survive in in this kind of atmosphere and then i i'm i bro i am so happy in in two two times i got to see 
in this whole event that we had to see two different versions of the penguin that are yeah. not just like snarl like yeah 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 no they are different they're rugged they feel like bosses and it yeah. works yeah i agree with you a thousand percent i never liked um uh, uh, Danny DeVito was going to play Penguin, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I never liked his iteration in his rendition of Penguin, bro, because to me, Penguin, you know, Cobblepot, bro, he got the, the, the bar in the universe. He's a mafioso, like you said. That's mm-hmm. what Cobblepot is. Not this little husky little midget. <laughs> never liked it, but I do love the fact that we, like you said, we got two versions of him in this fandom, and they're, they are what he is, a mafioso, where I'm going to chop your fingers off if you don't, you know, you cross mm-hmm. me or whatever. So I was super hyped about that, but that's actually on my list too, but continue. Um, just the game itself, I, I just think it's mm-hmm. going to be a fantastic game. And although we had a trailer, uh, I think last year, earlier this year, on the mechanics of the game itself, yeah. I just yeah. like the fact that we got the villains aspect of the game. Who are the Court of Owls? What's their intention? All the skill levels and skill sets that these yeah. enemies have. There's not just one talent. There's different versions of the talents that are out there with different yeah. sets of powers as well, too. And basically, they tell you like there's different ways of playing the game as well, too. There's no one proper way of playing. So, however you play the game is going to be the outcome of your fate in the game. I love that. So good. Yeah, you want that God complex. That's what it mm-hmm. is. And again, mm-hmm. it's giving it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but this was actually on my list as well because, I mean, I haven't dabbled into the Arkham series as you guys have, you know, speaking about Jeremy as well. Um, but this game, when I saw it, and I'm glad that we got to see the extended play of this because, like you said, I was already immediately sold on it. I'm like, all right, this is phenomenal. This looks dope. Um, very huge, massive map. I, I love the Court of Owls. Like, you know, you can just sit here and say they're they're the 1% of Gotham when we control mm-hmm. everything. So that's amazing. I love that. And I'm glad they're coming out on video game. And like you said, you know, they have different uh, little enemies, like your little sentry goons, your regular ones, stuff like that. And I do love the gameplay where these four characters it's not just okay i'm gonna go in there straight beat them up like they each have a role you know you got your tank character you got the one that sneaks and you combo this up and pair because this game is co-op so it's just phenomenal like the the mixed patterns that you can get with these four characters so i'm i'm all board for this and the one that was like tying there as well too that was kind of like a slogan mm-hmm. but it, it left the impact on me and I'm, i was going through twitter going through social media and i'm seeing already the hate for it and Maybe that's why I, I resonate with it so much because it's getting so much flack right now. And of course, it's probably just Americans that are given the flack as well, too. But of this course. character is, is such a a global character at this point. In 2021, this character is such a a massive, massive, massive inspiration to many people across the globe. They just doesn't resonate to just Americans. So I love the fact that we got a new slogan for Superman, truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people pissed off two reasons. They're, of course, they're pissed off of the American way being taken out. And then they're also pissed off that they could have come up with a better line, like a better tomorrow. What does that mean? A better tomorrow. And I'll sit back and laugh at that because at the end of the day, Superman was there. He was created. His initial inception was to help the common man, the common person. You know, you know, mm-hmm. the people that, that need help the most, not a global terror, but the person that needs help the most. And a lot of times it wasn't just using his brawn and powers to solve situations. It was to give one thing, 
and it's what his fucking symbol on the chest means which is hope and that's what that slogan means a better tomorrow is a hope for a better tomorrow and he is the symbol of fucking hope so it makes sense people at the end of the day the American dream, the American way is not what it was back in 1940, 1950, hell, in the 1960s, okay? That's an archaic way of looking at things. And like I said, this character is such a global phenomenon that if you put his symbol in Australia, if you put his symbol in Africa, if you put his symbol in China, he is so recognizable to the globe that's just not one country he represents. Hell, he's not even American. He's an alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I feel like Superman is getting a lot of slag, especially for the reveal of his son being bisexual. Yep. You know, so like they're getting a lot of heat now. So I think they just want to. Um, this this reaction to this quote is just more a counter reaction to you know the news that was dropped. Yeah. Because like you said, Superman is a symbol of hope and hope better tomorrow it goes together so like why are you sitting here saying what does that even mean like come on man like i saw the hope i mean the the motto and i and i loved it man and because it resonates not only you know in the comic book world but also in real life stuff this yep. resonates you know we need a better tomorrow with all the stuff that's going on with how people are living how society is nowadays so this quote just goes beyond the comic book pages and i was sold and loved it honestly yeah, I know it's a small thing. I know people are like, why well, not the Batman show? We'll get into that. But I feel like this means a lot to me because this is a stamp of approval. Like, we're yeah. not just looking at one demographic of the world. We're looking at things worldwide. And I think, in hell, even in Superman's new um, arc right now in the comic books, he is someone that's going beyond the world to be a liberator for other worlds as well, too. So, of course, you have to push that agenda out there. Of course, yeah, you're going to have to push the fact that this guy is a savior, okay? He is fucking space Jesus right now in other worlds. <laughs> Let him be space Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm done. But no, I agree. And that's actually one of my looking forward to things because with the infinite, infinite crisis? No, no, I'm lying. It's not infinite crisis. Um, oh, Infinite it? Frontier. Infinite Frontier, yeah. So, so common with Crisis. But yeah, Infinite Frontier. Um, when you told me about that storyline that's going on where he's like playing Space Jesus and that his son took up the mantle, when I saw that, it made me want to pick up those comics. I'm like, okay, I want to read this storyline about Superman out there saving the galaxy. But then I also got super invested in his son because, like I told you off the podcast, like I'm starting to kind of find my groove into slice of life things you know and this is what it feels like with his son i keep forgetting his name john john jonathan jonathan yeah, kent. John, jonathan kent and this is like the super slice of life he comes out as bisexual he's taking the mantle of superman right now that his father's not here so he's trying to figure out you know like his way of superheroing so that's gonna be crazy along with his you know sexuality let's be honest that's gonna be a big tone in his comics so and then just getting all this into a melting pot and figuring out who you are i'm like yeah i'm gonna pick these comic books up bro i'm sold <laughs> and the fact that i love the fact that you say it's a slice of life because it, it, it is because this superman this new superman super bowl he is flawed and i like the fact that he is so flawed that he is not the most invincible man in the world he is someone who's trying to get his feet wet into this okay this is the same jonathan kent that was tag teaming with um with robin with damien with damien wayne as well too they just aged him up you know this 
this version right here is still trying to figure out his own goddamn life in a world without his father now in a world where his father was so revered so idolized and now it's like you it's what do I have to do? We see in the in well, well for me for my reading uh, of the past comics that came out this year, he is so flawed at the fact that there are other better prospects out there to take that mental. He's looking at you know um, Supergirl, you know, and, she, and you know her, her feeling that she was passed over by her cousin to be the protector of the world, and and you're seeing someone who is not a full-blooded Kryptonian who is not really confident in his own powers or his own skill sets whatsoever that she feels passed over she feels that um she has no purpose right now to be on earth she was there to help her cousin out he's all elsewhere now she's like oh i could be the world's protector oh what do i do so i like that dynamic and i hope they bring that dynamic back again that they're at odds you know they're at odds ends right there trying to be, be this this the i uh, think the mantle of what kal-el was no, I, I, I feel you, man. And, and then especially, that's another thing that I'm glad that you spoke about the Super Sons because that's that's another thing I'm looking forward to, the movie, mm-hmm. you know, like the Super Sun movies because the the comic book that I picked up when I was out there in AZ, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I loved the interaction between, you know, Jonathan and Damian Wayne. It's just like super funny, super gritty. They get on each other and I, I even had to send you the picture where uh, Superman, you know, yoked him up, his son, and he just threw him on the, like, the wing and I'm like, yes. bro, like, this is great. And then like, the humor. So if they bring that onto the animated film, which I'm hoping they captivate, uh, it's great, bro, because like, I remember the first page of the comic, you know, it, Jonathan is just like trying to solve this mystery, and here comes Damian Wayne with his feet all kicked up. I already solved it, man. Like, he goes, You're talking to the son of the best detective in the world. Duh. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, I really want to see that, bro. Which I heard that one might be CGI as well, too. So, that's going to be very interesting mm-hmm. um, to see what they pull off with that. But not even that. You also have like the Super Pets movie that's coming out as well, too, with The yeah. Rock and Kevin Hart. And, you know, uh, Kevin Hart is very hit or miss for me sometimes, but I do like his combination with The Rock. I think they work really well with comedic timing. Um, it's a little baffling to know that The Rock and Crypto at the same time. That kind of like scratches my head a tad bit, but I can see the tag team between these two guys working really well. It's like uh, this dude, I keep forgetting his name, uh, Human Torch of Captain America, Chris Evans. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, that's what it feels like. But yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that I was like actually more invested. I really didn't. Um, what was the other one that I'm trying to think of? Oh, Aquaman, bro. I, yeah. I, 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 that's that's a give me. You gotta you gotta go with the Aquaman for me at least. Like I I love how they sat here and said, you know, we're very ambiguous with this film. We're just gonna push it. We're not afraid to explore the fact that they look like they traveled the globe, like Iceland, Scandinavia, and all these water worlds. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm with this. The fact that Black Manta looks phenomenal right now is suit, and we're gonna get some more Black Manta after you push them out in the first movie. I'm super invested. I don't know. I I'm an Aquaman fan. Always will be. <laughs> I guess I just I just need something else right now from it, and I don't know yeah. what it is yet. Uh, you know, I I know what the story they're trying to tell. And it's like, well, you know, after you have everything, what do you do after you have everything? Now you're king. You know what I yeah. mean? So how are you gonna respond to the world now that you're king? And I mm-hmm. get that. Um, I don't know. I guess I just want more of a challenge for Momoa at this instead of going. You know, you know, I'm Aquaman. I'm king now. Yeah. Like I, I want something a little <laughs> bit more challenging. I want something like a, a story that's gonna have a little bit more meat. I think. 
more Black Manta is great, but here's the thing. Black I Manta. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> I don't really think I need more. It's Black Manta. Manta. <laughs> um, I think Black Manta's story works for me more when Aquaman is surrounded by the family, when he has his kids around, when he has Garth around, when he has, you know, other people like Aqualas and whatnot around. And Black Manta uses them as leverage to to pull off ultimate schemes. So yeah. the fact that we don't have that just yet, I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we'll, who knows? Maybe you know, five years pass and there is a little Aqualad running around. I'm like, okay, cool, that works right there. But uh, I just want something a little bit more. It until like a real big hardcore trailer comes out, that's when I'll be all on board. Right now, but for the most part, I like the, the globe trotting. I like it, it being very ambiguous, but. I just want something that's gonna surprise the shit out of me. Like that last Aquaman movie, when they go to the trench, you get to see the trench come out on the little, little uh, pit boy ship. I love that. I love that because that's a story that brought back Aquaman to to the popularity again. I want those stories again. I want those meaningful stories. So we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm always gonna be a supporter of Aquaman. Um, I hope it does well. I was very interested in the animated stuff. Like, yeah. Um, um, the new Batman Cape Crusader. I am semi on board with it. I'm 50 50 um, because it's supposed to be a loose adaptation of the Batman anime series. And that series is very beloved. And you have the original people behind it, you know, Bruce Tim and whatnot. Um, and a couple other producers like Matt Reeves as well, too. And I, I like the fact that that's there. But what they're going for, I think they're, they're deep diving too much from what I saw, what we saw, a little too much into like the 1940s noir which is good at some parts but i feel like the anime series had a good blend like there was a blend that was very necessary to make that work um if you deep if you dig too deep you're almost getting into like gotham um by gaslight territory where everything's yeah. too much in that era and if you're gonna plant yourself in that like Gotham 1940s era, you kind of are trapped there. Like, there's no way of getting out of it. And you kind of have to make your villains kind of part of that as well, too. And I think that's what that's, that's the only thing that's weird to me. Because, like, Mr. Freeze in the animated series, he doesn't look like a 1940s villain. He looks like a more, more of like a 1960s, 1970s sci fi kind of villain. So it yeah. works. I wouldn't want them to really write themselves in a hole and like, well, Catwoman wouldn't wear this because it's the 1940s, so we have to make her look like a 1940s character. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want a whole season of that. No, I feel you. Like, you just kind of, like, ground yourself to this niche and you can't mm -hmm. explore beyond that. You know, like, let's make Catwoman look like a flapper. <laughs> like, yeah, so. yeah. And the whole thing is, like, very gray and very, like... Yeah. Very dark and noir, which is cool, but like, like I said, a lot of those shining lights are those colorful characters, those colorful arcs, you know, different arcs. Man Bat, unfortunately, does not work in the 1940s. Like, it kind of worked in the anime series, but they made it blend. Man Bat could possibly get away if you play him off, possibly, possibly, maybe as like, um, 
This guy, what's his name? Oh my god, I forgot. Like the, a the Dr. Jekyll. There you go. I, I was gonna say the dude from London. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> yeah, if you play it like a Dr. Jekyll, it, it could work because you know that it reminds you of that era. But I definitely agree with you, man. They had something good, and let's just not stick it to one era. But all the animated films should be phenomenal because DC always does great with animated films, bro. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Um, one thing that kind of stuck out. Well, let's just talk about because I know people want to hear it. Um, because I'm I have my issues with it. I want to get your issues with it. I want, or at least your opinions on it, not issues. Um, the Batman trailer. How do you feel about it? I want to get your just pure feelings on it first before I say anything. Oh, the Batman trailer. I mean, I, I, what are people saying? Because first of all, I, I haven't even heard nothing. I know a lot of people were looking forward to it. Yeah. But what 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 negative? I mean, for me, what I really loved about it is like I feel they captured a very great atmosphere in the movie. Like you know, like it looks all smoggy and cloudy. So I freaking enjoyed that. But um, I I, I really haven't heard what people are saying. So this is new to me. What are they saying? No, I think people are very on board with this movie. I think people are very happy with the trailer. I think people are ready for it. I think it's a fresh take right now on Batman. So I think people, I think people are mostly positive. I think it's just me and my tidbits that I'm a little mad about. But that's why I want to get your honest so, opinion on it first. What is it that you're so mad about? It's because of the character, the Robert, what's his name, Robert, Robert Pattinson. I think, yeah, I think that Pattinson's Bruce Wayne doesn't want to work for me. Okay. And from what I see okay. so far, that's all. From what so I see let, so far. Okay, so I'm gonna just put you on the spot real quick. Let's let's just say Ben Affleck Batman did not exist because you're you're a whore for Ben Affleck Batman. I am. <laughs> Judge him without Ben Affleck Batman eyes. Like, what is it that? I mean, I I, I like it because he looks very social light in that you know when he's Bruce Wayne, and I and to me that's pretty dope. Well, see, the whole thing with Bruce Wayne character is that Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman is the actual yeah. person. Mm. And from what I've seen in this trailer, they're almost identical. Okay. And, it, and it makes me wonder, like, okay, we can't have you brooding all the time. <laughs> like, but, but I mean, super, I mean, Superman. You hear me? But Batman is brooting all the but, time. Okay, bro. by himself he is. Like yeah. as soon as he gets back into the mansion, he sits down in the chair and just contemplates life for half an hour. Like I get it. We all do that. But like, <laughs> even in the public places, he just looks depressed and frail and sickly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Bruce okay. Wayne is like the the philanthropist. He's yeah. like the playboy. He's the person that puts the smile on. That's the master right there. It's like I'm full now knowing how broken I am but I'm not going to show you he looks broken in every fucking scene he's Bruce Wayne he just looks <laughs> damaged and I'm like I, I just don't see the difference here now like you're the same I, person I agree with you okay that that that's a phenomenal point because I, 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 you never told me about that that is true because when Bruce Wayne is in the galas and everything he's super swag exuding mm-hmm. you know like he's like this is who I am and then he broods in the back cave like oh <laughs> straight up <laughs> give him one minute alone he'll cry <laughs> exactly but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yet it's very weird i gotta i gotta look at it now to see how i feel about that but as far as for the trailer what i do love about it as well for me like it seems very raw it seems very gritty it seems very um high octane on emotions maybe that's what they're trying to do where he's just brooding and broken all the time you know because sometimes like look at look at demon slayer tanjiro he broke down when he was fighting the drum demon like oh, i've been carrying this pain forever he <laughs> smiles every once in a while though tanjiro is a very positive person okay <laughs> 
True, this true, Bruce true. Wayne does not seem positive at all. Hell, Selena I mean, Kyle looks more positive in the trailers, and she was very heavily shown in this trailer. Like, yeah, she was. And, and, and great, like Zoe Kravitz looks great in this. I had a problem with her in in that first X Men First Class movie. I felt like she was very just, I don't know, like plain Jane. I felt like yeah. she wasn't anything special here. There's so much character development already in this trailer. So many costumes that she's working with. Yeah. So so much that she's trying to prove to herself, Batman to the city. I love that. That is great. I think her arc is gonna be fantastic. I think there's nothing wrong with. Her. But it's just I mean, the Bruce. It's just the Bruce of it all. The okay. Batman. I don't care. Like the ba- Well, yeah. No, I have my issues with Batman. Okay. 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 Hold nah. on. Okay. 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 Yeah. Let let let's get let's get the Batman. Like, what's the issue with the Batman? <laughs> All right. It's a small tidbit, but work with me. Please. The dude, the dude's getting machine gunned, like okay. all through this trailer, right? Yeah, he walking through the bullets. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I, I don't I don't mind it. Like he has armor. That's okay. Yeah. No one's shooting this fucker in the mouth. No one. No fucking bullet has ricocheted to his. <laughs> it's not like he has like like this mouth guard or something covering his cheeks no that hole from the nose all the way <laughs> to the fucking cheekbones is all exposed you're telling me nothing hit him like come on like <laughs> and i understand that i'm a batman fan so i could think about that like i, I could just sway myself out of that in comic books like okay yeah. that's no problem but these guys are like literally three Light, feet away from him up. and lighting him up with machine guns <laughs> to the chest. No one just thinks like up just once. Like Burn. let the joystick up one time. <laughs> Maybe you know what <laughs> Maybe it's just the menacing, ominous presence of Batman. You just panic like oh, oh no, it's a jawline. <laughs> that is an exquisite jawline. <laughs> we can't damage we can't, that. We can't damage that exactly. <laughs> Perfect amount of scruff. <laughs> like but, I'm just um, like saying the smartest villain out there should just rock Batman to jaw one time. It's not protected. Boy, that's his Achilles heel, bro. <laughs> if you look at it like Straight up. <laughs> no. I feel you though, but um Um straight in um my feelings when I first saw it. Um I see what they're maybe I'm wrong, but I see where they're trying to make these films like very I mean, I get it. You know, these characters, they resonate with, with real life stuff and humans. And, you know, we, we, we resonate mm-hmm. sometimes with these comic book characters. I feel like they're trying to go down the Joker route as well. What they did with um your boy, um, what's his name? Um, Heath Ledger? No, uh, Phoenix. Uh, Wa- oh, Joaquin, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like they're trying to make it super realistic. Like that movie has that tone t- to me as well. But then what I also love about it is I see this and... I get crow vibes, bro. That's what I get. I get like you know crow feeling and it's the makeup. That's what it is. It's the eyeshadow <laughs> that he's wearing. <laughs> it's when and, he takes and, the cowl off and the poof comes out. <laughs> and I'm over all those crow vibes where everything. And I feel like in some movies they capture Gotham like it's a fucked up place, but I feel here they do real good at capturing how fucked up Gotham is. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, so, you're right. Gotham is a mood in this movie. I yeah. I, I, I I agree with you. I think the cinematography. Matt Reeves is a fantastic fucking director. I love a lot of his movies. The mm-hmm. Raid, things like that, fantastic. Like a very gritty movie, down to earth movies. I get it. Street level. The movie's very street level. It's Batman Year One. Yeah. 
it's Catwoman year one, so it's very street level. So I don't expect to have like the the, the fanatical crazy characters, like a Killer Croc or like a Mad Hatter. That's that's okay. We have very realistic villains. We have a Riddler who looks like he's the main 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 antagonist of this movie. Like there's no. bigger plans for the Riddler than what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Colin Farrow playing Penguin, and I love the makeup. I love just the interaction with him and Batman. I love the fact that Batman is always trying to get his hands on him and it seems like he can't. So yeah. that works as well too. Um, yeah, I, I, that works. I think nothing really bothers me about the Batman performance so far in this trailer. Besides like the him not getting shot in the fucking tooth. Like everything <laughs> else... Everything no. else seems pretty good. The cowl kind of messes with me a little bit. Like the helmet, I just feel like the face is so exposed. You just, you, you just, you just like the cowl being as beefy as a draw with Ben Affleck. That's what it is. Because he got, Ben Affleck got a big ass <laughs> neck, so you gotta put yeah. that shit around. That's what it is. You just love the beefy cowl and the beefy drawing. <laughs> yeah. I'll even take the Christian Bale one, where like the whole cowl is like the only thing you see is like the little bit of the jaw like the, the front jaw that's about it everything else is covered <laughs> but I, I, I like this cow the only if I had a pet peeve with this one is like remember when he was in the station yeah. and like he just punched a glass the nose area looked real weird like everything else yeah. is cool but the nose area just like sticks out for me like a sore thumb bro I'm like y'all couldn't get the nose down right bro like, I know so. people were pissed off with the Batmobile they're like it's just a fucking car but I'm like it's year one it's so one, I, yeah. I get it. Like, if you want to throw a Thunderbird with a Batman thing on it, go for it. Yeah, bro. I mean, maybe that's why we're getting like a little cheap, decrepit cow, you know, because in little <laughs> skimpy suits, like, because it's year one. I mean, hey, uh, Catwoman had a freaking robber's mask on, bro, like all ripped and stuff. So, but, but she I, gets I, a proper outfit as well, too. She does, like yeah. in, in the in the trailer, and I love there too that, that they talked about how on like what the first day of production that he was wearing the Val Kilmer original rubber suit <laughs> yeah. fantastic like, that's all I needed to hear you know full circle we talked about Val Kilmer last night <laughs> as a Batman but no I agree and I think that's what makes it very uh kind of like you know life's a box of chocolate we don't know what we're gonna get with this yeah. film because it's very year one so it can go anywhere you know by the end of this movie we can be holy F this Batman universe yeah. just got his doors blown wide open so I agree. I, i'm with it i agree I, I i'm optimistic on it i'm not i'm not shitting on it whatsoever i don't yeah. think it's gonna be like i said his batman is a seat bad like the little gadgets he has like the little taser grip that he had that was yeah, great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like all right that's that's fun you look kind of frail so you're gonna need some great gadgets to get you yeah. by mm-hmm. um I, I, i'm i'm on board for it i'm i'm, I'm optimistic about it uh, was there anything that you were like kind of meh about I really don't know if that was real or was that a gag, uh, but you may be all aboard on it because I'm assuming it's real because I was kind of busy at that moment. I saw what is this terrible cartoon at late night network? Aquaman's musical, like with terrible <laughs> drawing, like what is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> that's real, that's bro. I was looking, I was looking at it. I'm like, 
my dude is a weird cat. I'm sure he would like this. Like, but if you're saying it's real in that tone, yeah, I don't even think you appreciated it. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a couple of episodes on. I think the first episode is on um, HBO Max right now as well, too. It doesn't do anything for me right now. I feel like that. They just got it out of the way. Let's just get this out of the way real fast. Yeah, bro. It looks like I thought you would have liked it because it reminds me of that. What was that? Steven Universe or whatever it is or Steven Universe. Yeah, it. It, that was weird. Um, what else? Uh, it gives me Teen Titans uh, Go vibes. And even though that show was kind of funny, I just don't need that comedy right now. Yeah, it was just real weird. But honestly, I think that's the only thing that really just turned me off because everything else looked phenomenal. Like, I'll tell um, you that I could think of. Yeah, what turned you off? And you're going to kind of be like sway differently. I think, you, I think this trailer got you more invested into this. Um, mm. The Suicide Squad game. That turned you off? Yeah. Oh, I'm so, I'm, wow, that, that was a genuine reaction. Yeah, what? I know. It, it turned you off because of the Justice League, right? I think that's what it is. I think the concept of them versus the Justice League right now as like, the first game to launch off yeah. really kind of turns me off. At the end of the day, like I get it, and I get the fantastic, crazy world that they're trying to portray in this game. I get it. But did we need this like could we have built to this i feel like they blew their wad real quick with this game and like this could have been a part two this could have been a part three there's there's a franchise of the suicide squad as a game and i feel like you beat the justice league where else can you go to suicide squad you're not gonna send them to fight apocalypse you're not gonna send them to fight brainiac <laughs> like like they they're supposed to be taking on their likes like they should be taking on people like the doom patrol they should be taking on like people like the um just sleep dark i could take yeah. that at least with like constantine and swamp thing and whatnot those are things that i can understand but you know when you're out here being the shit out of the flash and you're being the shit out of green lantern it's like i get but, it sorry for cutting you off but if i'm not mistaken i saw brainiac ships is the justice league under control by brainiac though so that's the thing. I saw Brainiac Shakes, but I saw one more thing as well. Too. What was the other thing I saw? It was one more thing at the end of the trailer. Uh, I'm just trying to remember right now. I'll remember in a second. But it was one more big um, reveal. I, I get you, though. But if, you know, maybe this is just me thinking outside the box or looking too deep or, you know, my mind's eye. I think what DC is doing with Suicide, uh, Suicide Squad, they're trying to rival Justice League, bro. I think this is the next, you know, team that's going to be up there, bro, honestly. because well, They're already up there. They're already beloved more than the Justice yeah, League. You're right. And if you blow your wad with the Justice League, it makes me think two things. It makes me think that this is just one and done. Yeah. And that's about, but honestly, just one thing. Because if you go that big, just one and done. Unless you have some nice DLCs that you can possibly play around with a part two, then yeah, maybe. But that big, one and done. And hey, I'm sorry. Like, I love me some Deborah Renee Wilson, Miss, you know, Amanda Waller, see agenda in Star Wars. Like. But I'm down for that. But see, I, I'm, I'm super down for like little... Like, even impossible missions for the Suicide Squad. Even with this one, taking on, like, in the latest movie, taking on Starro. Like, yeah. I get it. I, I, I like weird shit like that. Like, them, if this was a game of them breaking out of Blackgate Prison, and, like... Oh, that would have been fire. There's, like, riots with, like, Two-Face and the Riddler. You gotta get through Blackgate? Fuck yeah! Or, like, you gotta save Amanda Waller in Arkham Asylum? Fuck yeah! Let's, let's do this. But, like, yeah. like I said, like, 
Justice League and Brainiac, that could have been fucking like a part two. This is, this is a this game could have been a franchise. This game could have been You're right. you you have the right on the wall. You have a beautiful logo, a great yeah. stamp right there. And then of course, when you put some like Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, that makes me feel like there's a sequel after this. Because that he... that title makes me feel like there's a sequel. Yeah. This could have been your next Arkham series, your Gotham Knights, you know. Like I agree with you. Maybe, maybe. But I, I, I do like, you know, the 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 Deborah Renee Wilson, bro. Like I love her character. Her acting is great. Um, I did I was all on board when with the, the kookiness, especially at the end, where they're just like gagging on the dude. What, who was it that had the, the shot collar? Oh, he's running. You didn't get yeah, him. Yeah, that was <laughs> Penguin. It was Penguin. Penguin, yeah, Penguin. Oh, did that get him now? No, you got to do it again. <laughs> Poor Penguin. And here comes the awkward-ass King Shark. Oh, uh, hey. You got to do it again. <laughs> you got to blow his head up. <laughs> he's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like a very fun cookie game. I hope it's not one and done, but you're right. Maybe with the title we could get something honestly. We'll see. We'll see. I think that was like the only thing that was like, kind of making me go meh. Everything yeah. else I was very happy with, like the yeah. showcase with the flash, uh the flash yes. trailer. Um I know it was a lot, but like Yeah. That suit, bro. I, I love that suit. I fell in love with that suit. The trailer was epic. I think just like John Cena's a great peacemaker. I keep forgetting this dude's name. Um, uh Ezra Elba? I yeah, I, I think so. Ezra, 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 yeah. I think he's a perfect Flash, bro. And just seeing that, I could do without the Michael Keaton. You know, I, I'm not a Michael Keaton head, like, but um, I, I'm super invested in that. Also, the the Wonder Woman, bro, with, with like the trials of the Amazon. Yes. Wow, that was freaking great, bro. I'm all for that. Uh, I'm all for that. I'm all for... Um, the little things that came out of this like it's the yeah. little things that made me very happy like mm-hmm. the you know revealing that there's gonna be a Doom Patrol season 4 that there's gonna be <laughs> a um, um, a Team Titans a Titans season 4 as well too little things like that Batwing. are making me happy uh, Batwing yeah. going into um, Batgirl I'm oh, sorry Batwoman and Batwoman now looking more interesting I yes. love the fact of like we're getting Killer Croc we're getting Poison Ivy you know different like you know villains of the week for that show like that's gonna make me feel more invested in watching it. So I'm happy about that as well too. Uh, I like the fact that we're they had to get a little send off for Supergirl. I wasn't a person that was yes. very invested in that show, but it made me feel emotional that these guys, yeah. yeah, these guys put like almost ten years of their life on the show. You gotta give that respect. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I I, ha- I I haven't watched it much, but the fact that you saw the emotion there that how they were trying to keep it together and they were just like recapping their favorite moments their memories and things like that sharing you know their moments it i was like yeah, i'm on the re- i'm on the visit this bro like it looks pretty cool let's see this so, all yeah, right that was dope yeah. let's end cap it with this right here before we go mm-hmm. i want to get your opinion on this because we both hold this very near and dear to us mm-hmm. and we're finally getting an adaptation for it the injustice gods among us animated movie Wow. Um, you know what? I, I'm not that, like, I mean, I'm thrilled for it, but wasn't there something that just bombed that was Injustice? Um, what was it that just bombed? Um, was it the DVD? The, that was a long Halloween that just came out. Oh, was it? Wait, hold on. We had Continue, a long yo, let me look it up. The, go ahead, yeah. Um, I don't know because it it, it it it's very weird because I feel like this is a is a game that 
many people didn't think it was going to succeed. And uh, the fact that it has had a global fandom for the fact that they made their own timeline to comic books now. They have mm. their own universe now where they exist as well, too. I like the fact that this is not a new story of, like, you know, villains turning good, heroes turning bad. That's not a new type of story arc. I get that. But I think it's just the how personal every single character is in this game how well written it is it is and i love the fact that you know people like ed boom from the series itself from the mortal Kombat, of course um, netherrealm studios and the injustice series are just attached to this as well too and trying to make it their baby being an executive producer i love that yeah oh that's what it was i know i agree with all your points bro like i think it's just a great standalone it was the animated film that just dropped recently but then again it's ign you know, so they they gave they gave it four. They said it bombed. But um, listen, yeah. IGM they can go suck a big dick every day of my <laughs> life because they I feel like they critique things on a different level. I remember they critique something. I think they gave something like Doom Patrol or Titans like a, a horrible score as well too. Yeah. And I think they're looking at it from their perspective, and I get it. You know, they have bills to pay in their company, but um, sometimes you need to look at things from the other side of the coin. When I'm looking at something like this, I saw the animation. Uh, I'm seeing the arc so far. That part where Superman brings Lois to space and her heart explodes or her heart stops and the yeah. mass explosion happens in, in, mm. in Metropolis. That right there was fucking amazing. That yeah. captured exactly what you wanted out of this series. And from everything we're seeing from like Superman taking off Sinestro as Green Lantern, fucking... Um, Batman, you know, and Harley Quinn as well, too. Um, um, just different versions of, or different yeah. multiverse versions of heroes. I love that shit. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like we always say, they're never afraid to push the boundaries. So this is this is great. I'm looking forward to it. But it was just that 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 kind of messed me up. But then I saw it right now, and I'm like, all right, it's IGN. So you know how IGN is. But shit, it made me want to go download Injustice 2, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to give it another swirl. Because that day, uh, it was messing up. <laughs> it, it, it it's such a it, that game has has such an impact in the DC universe itself that hell a lot of the movies like Batman versus Superman the part where Superman Batman has his little fever dream and yes. it's like a a very much a tyrant Superman coming down that's straight out of Injustice that's straight yeah. out of the Injustice game without that game the most furious Superman you're gonna get is probably Red Sun Superman that's really about it. Yeah, and and it's such a beloved uh, friend. I mean, we get it. The rights and all that stuff. That's what makes it complicated to make a new injustice. Everybody's waiting for a new injustice. When they said, "Oh, we're making a new Mortal Kombat," people were like, "Boo!" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people were really waiting for injustice. That's how beloved it is. But I- I'm super aboard, man. I know you are because yeah. you've been on this since day one. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Well, that kind of concludes our fandom talk, right? did enjoy this right now i know that we have a lot to look forward to 2021 still not over a lot more announcements are going to be happening as the year kind of concludes 2022 is looking um sorry 2022 yeah is looking amazing so far with everything from the new games that are coming out to the new series that are coming out to the new movies that are coming out everything that we've been waiting for in the past five years because we've been saying it we've been giving dc a lot of flack like you know, nothing is starting. Nothing is really happening. No moves are being shaken, sh- shaken yeah. around. Next year, everything fucking really drops. Like everything from Black Adam to different variations mm-hmm. of shows, 
uh, Batman. So many different things are happening. Flash. So many different things are happening. I just can't wait to see what, what's next. No, I, I agree with you. 2022 is a bright future for DC. Um, I wanted, I, I wanted to ask you real quick. I know we're Go wrapping it. it up, but I totally forgot. Um, do you think the acquisition of The Rock in the DC universe, this is like big boy moves? Like, all right, we're taking it serious and it'll be respected by the fans out there? So, yes and no. So, yes, I, I, I'll say it feels like a big boy move, but the fact that we've known that he's been attached to this project for almost half a decade already, mm-hmm. I think people were just curious on what moves are happening. They're like, okay. we know The Rock is there, but he's kind of lingering. And throughout that process, we had other movies where The Rock has started, other projects where The Rock has started. You know, so it's like, what have they been doing? What have we been investing our time in? Fan fictioning The Rock as Black Adam. Now we finally have it. I think it's just, and I, I, I'm okay with that. If DC was trying to play their cards right, play poker, and not put a poker face on, and keep things tight-lipped. So that way, when the reveals did happen, you were fucking stoked. Then, yeah, I agree on that one. Because sometimes in pop culture, in everywhere, in every source of media, everything's oversaturated. From trailers, to stills, to behind-the-scenes thing, leaks. Like, all that shit has, is oversaturated everywhere. I, I just, to me, I don't see the appeal on that. That's why I'm on the page itself, I barely put leaks up. I barely put behind-the-scenes footage up. I barely put, oh, we saw um, Robert Pattinson in india with a batman costume on <laughs> why the hell would i want that a blurry ass picture of him too with that bro like, <laughs> taken out of a razor phone <laughs> but no i i just wanted to know because it you know it always gets a slack from the marvel fan base so i think it's a move that you know i I see your point where he's been invested and we already knew about it, but I really think it's a big boy move on their part. It so. is. It is. And I think Cena's a big boy po- uh, move as well. Yeah. Too. In, a, in a different scale, though, I think Rock is more... I, I, I don't want to say as a as a perf- as a actor, I think The Rock is more mainstream than John Cena. This is why John Cena feels very good in this role. Like, this works for him. This is his, like, Scorpion King, if you will, right now. Like, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> straight up, this is his Scorpion King. <laughs> which, before we wrap it up, I wanted to tell you that, but I'm going to tell you on the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Which, you got your answer, because I think we're going to get some Haka Momoa and Aquaman, because you saw him doing the little, you yeah. know, little fist movement. I'm like, oh, God, no. More Haka, oh, the better for Jason Momoa. <laughs> like, more Haka all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. I remember off the fo- off the podcast, you said this was like better than last year's fandom, and, and a thousand percent, man. Last year's fandom was just also a debacle, just trying to get in and everything yeah. around it, and it felt rushed, maybe because of the pandemic. But this definitely, they got it down to at, and it was just a pleasant beauty to watch the three hours almost four hours yeah and they go by pretty fast as well too if you guys want to mm-hmm. take a look at it it's on youtube right now with the dc yeah. fandom website three hours but you know what they fill it with trailers they fill it with stills they fill it with fan fiction um mm. uh, artwork as well too so good yeah cosplay little comedy as well from the uh 
the people, the hosts. So that was pretty cool as well. Keep you entertained, man, for the whole yeah. three hours. I, I think, Gary, if you didn't get to watch this, people should go out there out of their way and just take a look at this because it, it's what we love about DC Entertainment altogether. Like, from, from top to bottom, they, they pulled out all the stops here. I'm excited for the future, from comic books to TV to movies to video games. All around social media, I think DC's winning. I think DC's really winning. Mm -hmm. Do you think we'll see a Marvel's counter reaction to this? Um, it's it's weird to say that because I feel like Disney, unfortunately, is like the D, the WWE. Sometimes they think they're in competition with everyone, yeah. and uh, sometimes I feel like Disney could be their own worst enemy. I feel like they have so many IPs that it's really hard for them to to promote these IPs because everything's coming out the same the same amount of times. Like Visions, yeah. Visions is on. Um, Disney Plus. I forgot about that. But it wasn't like it was like this outstanding promotion about Visions being on today. You know, what I've been seeing so far is like things like the Haunted Mansion reboot with the Muppets or or yeah. um, the Lego Star Wars Haunted Tales. Things like yeah. that. So it's like they have so many IPs that I feel like certain things get lost. Like uh, the What If series. Like the upcoming Hawkeye series as well too. I feel like yeah. there's so much to promote that they kind of lose their edge. I think it would be very beneficial if they had something Marvel-centric for like this. That way they can talk about their comic books. They can talk about their upcoming shows. Mm -hmm. um, I know they have something called D23 and that's when they really put everything Disney-eccentric out there from Marvel to Disney to uh, like Lucasfilms and all that stuff I mm -hmm. get it but something like this would be needed because maybe I want a slice of life maybe I want to talk yeah. about the Marvel comic book universe maybe I want to see how that correlates with the Marvel cinematic universe I want to see exactly why uh, why should we be invested in Kamala Khan for a person that doesn't know mm -hmm. who Kamala Khan is why should I be invested going into this show? Not because you're putting it out there and Miss Marvel comes out this date. I yeah. want to be invested. Tell me why I should put an hour of my life to watch this. Because that's what they did here. They gave you little mm -hmm. bit of tidbits, whether it was a minute or five minutes, to get you invested in that comic book, in artwork, in the future, and the future of DC comic books as well, too. They gave you that time to talk about it. I love it. I love it, bro. Uh... Marvel, get your shit up, because my man just <laughs> he just pitched a phenomenal pitch right now, and I agree with you a thousand percent, bro. I, I, you said it so eloquently. Well, yeah, you know what it is, brother? It's like, if I were to tell you, if I were to ask anybody right now, what is happening in comic books right now that's so entertaining in Marvel? I don't think anyone would be able to pull anything out their ass right now. I think we just came off the Venom event, but they're not promoting that whatsoever. They're promoting the Venom movie, but they're not promoting the fact that Venom is Space Jesus himself now. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> for, yeah, for 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 people that yeah, you're right, bro. <laughs> Floating on symbiote angels, no, but um, yeah, like you, you don't get none of that. It, the, it's weird. It's weird because that was a big. Uh, what was it called? Um, black, not blackest night. You hear me? <laughs> DC's rule. Oh out. yes. Well, what is um, um the King in Black? The King in Black. Yeah, that was a huge event in the comics, and yet. You know, you don't hear nothing of it, so it's so it's real weird. But I but I agree with you, man. Um, in, in some shows like that where you don't give it the love, sorry that this is going long, but no, like fine. you said, per perfect example with a Kamala Khan. You know, when you see that the Marvels got announced and Kamala and the show, people just gave it some slack because maybe you're not educated on the character. You know, like oh, why do I want to see this? Why do I want to see that? And, and you're right, they need to educate people on 
the character and the lore and do do an education, bro. But, but check it out. But check it out. DC already had their answer to Kamala Khan, which is sad because I saw that in my head. I was like, oh, this is your answer for Miss Marvel. Um, and it was that Naomi show. Yeah. And that Naomi show is very much a slice of life. Like this this person who is a normal kid that is obsessed with superheroes as well, too, that wants to blog about shit. And she wants to jump into the world, even in class, kind of cutting class, and shit, <laughs> which is awesome, but wrong at the same time. <laughs> what the fuck you trying to promote DC? Hey, hey, bro, sometimes you got to quit your nine to five for your dreams. <laughs> bro, straight up. If I saw a Superman fly right next to me, I'm like, yo, I got to be out, too. Word, I got to be out, too. Word, I got to go blog this. But, um, yeah, no, there's, def- yeah, there's yeah. a my bad. There's like a mystery behind this character, but you are invested. That like minute of a trailer that you got there, you were invested to see what her story tells. Why should we be invested into this? I felt like we haven't gotten that for Kamala Khan yet, and yeah. not just in in the, in a Disney universe kind of kind of method, not just in the Disney Plus kind of method or the MCU, but in general, I feel like. The mainstream audience does not know who Kamala Khan is. She's been out for almost a decade. And yeah. people still look at her like, who is this little, you know, Middle Eastern chick? Why should I care about her? No, she's more than that. Running around, uh, what is it, a burkini? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's getting she's getting a new comic book. Yeah, I think that's, what is it called again? Like, what's that? No, I'm um, sorry, I call it ADD. But yeah, like, no. The new Kamala Khan series coming out right now, or I think it already dropped. No promotion. No promotion. You're absolutely correct. Where she's getting augmented powers in this series, we're gonna see some new exploration to her powers. We're gonna get some kind of little bit new lore. So, but no promotion, bro. And yeah. I, I just, I just don't get that. That's why I feel like uh, when people like to argue about, and I don't think anybody should really argue about that. Comic books is comic books. Enjoy them with the flipper. The fuck you guys wanna enjoy, but it's different levels when it comes to the mainstream audience when people look at a marvel logo i think automatically their head turns to people like spider-man and maybe maybe the avengers right now at least in like no right yeah in the 2020s will be avengers yeah okay so you have those those like those two demographics right there other than that i don't think anybody is like in 2021 Ooh, the Fantastic Four. Ooh, the Champions. Ooh, um, um, Doctor Strange. I don't think anyone's really clamoring for Strange Academy. I know we are. That would be a fucking phenomenal Disney Plus show. Give me that shit all day. Dude, Dordamu's son all day? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you you have opportunities to connect with millions, and they don't do that. Yet, DC, for all their struggles they have, whether it's the comic books, whether it's so many reboots, whether it's the movies, whether it's the shows, they have a lot of struggles, but for some reason, they have an audience that's very beloved globally. When I say that, you could throw a symbol like a Wonder Woman, people automatically know that. Superman, Batman, Aquaman now. I think when you look at Robin, Robin is very synonymous with the global audience right now. doesn't matter what Robin it is, you see that R, you automatically know it's Robin. Team Titans, you know, even obscure characters like Doom Patrol are getting love now because it's it's so different. But they're speaking to a global audience. They're not afraid to speak to them. Yeah, I mean they they spoke to people when they gave him Fat Brandon Fraser. They did, bro. You saw him, right? (laughs) (laughs) Look at you, look at Husky. But um, yeah, no. Um. Which I, I, I gotta jump on that, bro. Like, I, I'm gonna just shut up after this. I gotta jump on that because, like I told you, I caught the first few episodes of season one. And then seeing the 
the little action that it got on fandom i was like bro this show is trippy as hell why am i not watching it when when they jumped into a portal like became muppets or something yes yeah what's going on here if you're not watching if anybody's not watching Doom Patrol, please watch it Uh, it is literally the smartest show on tv right now or at least on a streaming service but everything like you saw dc and i'll show up as well too i know we try to wrap it up but i i guess i guess super i guess super invested in in trying to to at least shed more light on these pro- on these IPs. You look at things like Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is a phenomenal show. You know, me and the girlfriend, we've been watching it, you know, episode by episode. We're almost toward the tail end of it. And we we didn't hear anything about like, maybe a season two. And we were scared. We're like, man, we're, we're putting all our time into this. This is such a great show. It's a great comic book as well, too. And I know the, the second season, if you will, or second part of Sweet Tooth is out these days. But we were just wondering, like, man, maybe this is so niche that no one wants to see it. Maybe this is like Jupiter's Legacy, where no one wants a, a season two. And they drop season two right there, and they show you why you should be invested in this. They talk about the ears and the creative process behind it and how hard it was and, you know, the people behind Sweet Tooth. Like, and then they drop season two. I'm like, bet! Hmm. Let's go! Like, this is why I should be invested in this show. I thought I thought that was phase on love and Sweet Tooth. <laughs> Bro... That would have been. <laughs> pow, like, pow, sweet that... tooth. <laughs> bang, bang. I'm like, yo, is that face on love with a trench coat? Bro? Nah. <laughs> nah, it's so good, though. It's so it's so good. Yeah. But, but see, a lot of people just don't know. They're scared to, to look at these things because it's not Marvel or it's not superhero genre. And what I like about DC is that they're not afraid to get out of the superhero line light and talk about little different things like the, the what's that one with Rosario Dawson come out DZA something like that it's like a show Wait, that's coming out oh with Rosario Dawson yeah I think mm-hmm. it is yeah yeah. that's coming out as well too that's very different you know things like like the Hellblazer series that's going to be talking about um uh, it was an animated movie um the, the showcase about you know the the um Madame Zandu and and Zatanna oh, and all yeah. these little different things to showcase the Justice League dark like little things like that they get dip into the occult they dip into the two pets super you know the, the super pets you know there's so many different things that they try to get into Hey, let's just sum it up. You know me, I'm a DC lover. DC's universe is just more interesting, period. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I, you know what? I would be invested into it because the comic books are out there for Marvel. You know, no one buys them. But you're, you're right. Sorry for cutting you off. I, I, I'm just doing it just to fanboy and just, you it's know, true. be all along. But they're both interesting. But what dc does is they promote they cross populate they do a great job of promoting their material because you know like and they're not afraid look at doom patrol they're not afraid to give you a b-list group or a c-list group they're not afraid with it marvel on the other hand is like nah we can't we can't put anything like this because it'll probably bomb we got to cater to twitter exactly like they have stuff on disney plus that they don't promote like there's marvel shorts about squirrel girl and and um american chavez and yeah. they're there and they're great animation they're fun kooky yeah. animation but they don't promote it yeah. it's like it's there as filler and i don't That's... get that because these are fucking fantastic characters squirrel girl's a little thick girl a little thick girl yeah. thick yeah, girls bro. love that letter yeah. letter i want to hear Words. a story about squirrel girl cutting class to, to see what the fuck's going on like oh. why not it's weird it's funny Yo, give me squirrel girl twerking with her tail <laughs> <laughs> no but, but... But you know what? That scares me, what they're doing, because 
they're relishing and holding and i'll shut up after this they're holding on too much to the avengers and young avengers scares me bro because we see the fruits being you know the seeds being planted but we're not getting the build or the education for a young you know just uh i was gonna say justice league you hear me young avengers you know and, and that really scares me because they're doing it but they're just doing it on the assumption that I, I, okay, I, we we know you know who the Young Avengers are. You get what I'm saying? So and, and no, you're uh, right. And, no, and, no, and it's scary. Right. Yeah. You you are super right because my whole thing with the MCU is this: there has uh, there's good, they're gonna hit a wall. I feel like they did yeah. already. They I, I feel like sorry for sorry for cutting you off. I feel like they hit it, even though I'm invested in it and I want to see it. But I feel like they hit that wall with Eternals, bro. I feel like yeah. they hit that wall. I'm invested in it, but I feel like that is like almost they're hitting the ceiling if, if anything like I, i'm hoping that you know with the quantum verse and kang and whatnot that that's all something they could build up to but in some ways i feel like this is all being built up to a disney plus series instead of a movie franchise and that yeah. scares me as well too because you're right they're still relying on people like chris hemsworth they're still relying on Tony Stark with with Robbie Downey doing voiceovers and whatnot. Even though he's dead in the comp, in, in the in the uh, MCU, they're still yeah. they were relying on on Black Widow. You know, they're they're relying on these these key characters. Look at Hawkeye. They're still relying on Hawkeye. Anyway. Yeah. I know they're trying to build up Kate Bishop, but still, like, they're relying on these characters so much that I feel that they're so ingrained in people's personalities. Yeah. When you look at an odd character, which I think is going to be phenomenal, I think it's going to be great. But when you look at an odd character like Moon Knight, yeah, I don't think people are going to gravitate. I don't think people are going to be no. like, I want that Moon Knight movie to come out. No, yeah. it's going to be niche. It was on Disney+. It was, Plus. Yeah, it, it, it really is because the character is very hard. Even this dude, uh, Poe Dameron, was like, bro, <laughs> hey, that was like one of my hardest you know, uh, jobs to do was Moon Knight. And, and it scares me. Because you know Moon Knight better than everybody. He's schizophrenic Batman. So it's yep. like, wow, like, are we really going to put this out there? Especially in an age that, you know, anything gets you canceled. So, and, and it's just scary because I love Young young Avengers, bro. The character is so diverse, but y'all not doing nothing. It, like you said, they're not stepping away from the Avengers, man. And it's kind of scary for me because I'd hate for, you know, a Young Avengers to flop. And I mean, you have, a, you have the person that you could usher it in so easily now. You got... Miles Morales. So why are you not captivating? I don't know. Man. I don't you have know. Miles Morales. You have Doctor Strange to make a Strange Academy if you want. That's yeah. a perfect way to bring new people into the MCU. You can finally stop playing the fuck around with my feelings and make a Xavier Institute already and have the proper X-Men happen along with new characters introduced into an x-men series or movie as well too yeah. you have everything you have so much content to Let's... make new shit yeah you do and now especially with loki loki as y'all said loki blew open the multiverses and the verse in the universe so let's see where you go now yeah you know i challenge you i challenge you sir <laughs> i challenge you disney <laughs> yeah. but real quick i'm gonna shut up black widow i did enjoy it bro i never shared my views on it yeah i did i did i did i don't know if it was just you know the fact that it just gave me that little spot where she was on the run and everybody was already caught up you know falcon hawkeye and all that we kind of saw her doing her shenanigans out here very emotional i enjoyed okay. it like so it was cool in my review i, I think i 
it's it, it's it was almost a throwaway movie for me, but yeah. I think everything to me that I think besides Scarlett Johansson. Um, I like everyone's character. I love Red Guardian. I love yeah. fucking uh, Rachel Weisz's character. I love yeah. the, the new version of Black Widow. Like uh, I, forget, I, I keep on forgetting her name, but she's gonna be the new one. Uh, Yelena. Yeah, Yelena. I love Yelena her. Yelena yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like trying to do the superhero pose and shit oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> you're wrong. I'm not gonna front. You're you're right. Everything outside of Black Widow was phenomenal, and I think that's what it was. Like I really didn't care much for her character in that movie, but I loved uh, Belova. I loved Red Guardian. That when they sat Red Guardian, the story of him just still days. You get what I'm saying? I'm all fat and husky trying to get into the suit. It's like, like it's like high school football. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. It still fits. Uh, Rachel Weisz, like you said, her character. You know where she was just like very. Uh, stern, maniacal, you know, because she worked with this dude. I forgot his name, bro. The Red Room dude. But yet, these girls, this little fake family, you know, made her soft and stuff. Like he that. was but great. <laughs> he was phenomenal. He he made you want to punch his face so much. He, bro, he did, yeah. Like, but, and then the, the reveal, I mean, I, I saw before I saw this, damn, bro, I, I want to shut up. This is the last thing I'll say. No, 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 do, the, do it. Do, the, I love the, this. The, 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 <laughs> the reveal of Taskmaster, I can't sit here and say that I hated it. You know, people were saying, oh, they did Taskmaster so dirty. They bushed out Taskmaster. I can't be mad at it. I really enjoyed it. It's very different. You know, nobody saw that coming. And did I, I enjoy that curveball? Yeah, I was super happy as hell to find out that Taskmaster was his daughter. And he, that's the only way he could have saved her, you know, and made her into this ruthless killer. I it worked it. out for me. Like everything on that, like the story, the premise, the fact that the Red Room was in like in the sky. That's in the why skies, I couldn't be found. Yeah, found. Exactly. Like that was cool. Like yeah. all the other Black Widows and how they were freed and what are they going to do. Yeah. Um, uh, this chick that, that came out at the end as well, too. Um, what's her oh, name? Uh, Lucy Lawless. Oh, uh, Lucy Lawless. What's her Lawless. name? Is it Lucy Lawless? Oh. No, it's not Lucy Lawless. Madam Hydra? Madam yes. Hydra? Is it yeah. Madam Hydra? It is Madam Hydra. Right? I, I think it is Madam Hydra, yeah. Where she's trying to send uh Beloved now on Hawkeye's tail, yes. bro. It's, it's not it's not Lucy Lawless. It's uh the chick um, that was in um uh, uh Jerry Jer- Jerry uh Seinfeld though. Yeah, she's the chick on yeah. Seinfeld, yes. Yeah, I forgot her name though. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the her reveal, you know, saying that Hawkeye was the killer of, you know, Scar uh was cool. I mean for what it was. And all the slag that it got, like, bro, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, man. It was just a fun movie. And, yeah. and I'll show up in a second as well, too. But I think that's what they meant when they were trying to say that Black Widow was going to kick off the next phase of the cinematic universe. Yeah. Was that end credit scene? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, mis- they misled a lot of people with that comment. But if you were to say that that last end credit scene kicks off the next phase, I could understand that because now that inclusion right there of her character the madam hydra character going into things like um uh, falcon and winter soldier and then Mm -hmm. what's going to happen after that as well too because what i'm hearing is that they're they're either going to do a dark avenger or a thunderbolts um show so if that's the case when you have people like elena you have people like um fucking um, Uh, u.s agent u.s agent and all these other obscure characters now Mm -hmm. we have something rolling yeah, we do, bro. We do. And, and, and you're right. May, that that was really the catalyst that, okay, okay, I felt like, all right, now we open up the MCU. But I had fun with it, man. I, I can't fun. <laughs> I had fun with it. Like, it was all the interactions outside of Scarlett Johansson, bro, bro. She's really dry to me in that movie. And I feel like even in that movie, she felt like she was a little just 
like, you know, this should have been five years late before. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know what? They try to make you sympathize with her to a certain extent, but I, I really can't sympathize with her, bro. I sympathize with everybody else and her big moment. I have to sever the nerve. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought but, it could be more epic. No, she just headbutts the counter. <laughs> yeah, I'm like crazy, but I don't know, man. Yeah, phenomenal podcast. So I love how this just went down the rabbit yes. hole and ended with, and ended with Black Widow. <laughs> Guys, I hope you enjoyed this as well too, because this was impromptu. too. This was not part of the script whatsoever. No, this was uh, this dead improv. Yeah, <laughs> but it's honestly one of the best conversations we had in a long time as well too. So I think yeah. For, for just holding it down on this as well too I think this was great conversations if you guys haven't looked at DC Fandom or Black Widow or any of the other stuff that we've been talking about go figure it out yourselves hit us up let us know in the comment section at uh, PCF Podcast on Twitter PCF Podcast on Instagram and Pop Culture Fanatics on Facebook as well too uh, myself if you want to interact with me about anything whatsoever that I said talking about you know freaking Ben Affleck's neck or you know <laughs> fucking Patterson's <laughs> chin <laughs> I don't even know what he said. He's yelling at really. He's like, where's your gun? I was like, what are we doing? What did we do just yeah, there? Yeah, I, I didn't even know what he said, bro. Yeah, I'm like, okay, brother. I'm like, we getting back on the, on the, what's this guy's name? Christian Bale just Christian hitting Bale, plexiglass. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> was I'm not fan of that at all. But yeah. um, if you guys want to reach any of us you can reach me um, at uh, lucha Valcisco on twitter lucha Valcisco on instagram where can people reach you sir uh yeah i can reach me at uh instagram uh we we the 15 underscore mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah i keep forgetting my name i gotta get that down yeah we the 15 underscore and that's my twitter handle as well we the 15 underscore and definitely yeah you can hit me up there if y'all want to talk and bullshit have a good time and geek out some more like we did here hell yes brother i enjoyed about the to geek out with some wrestling right now. that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing wrestling and mma talk guys if you want to hear that combat academia is our other podcast where we splooge oh, yeah. about wrestling and mma that should be out tomorrow and then on monday as well too so look forward to that because we're looking forward to that and t-minus one second from now yeah we're already yeah bro we're already like eight minutes late on to dynamite yeah I, I, i've been watching I've been watching the Bellator prelims as we're talking, so we're just out there geeking out with our loves and passion. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Sir, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, on to the next one, sir. Nah, bro, this was phenomenal, man. I had a pleasure. Thank you for hitting me up. Thanks, bro. Awesome time. Ooh, pleasure, 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 pleasure. Beep, 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 beep. Later. Have a good Later. <laughs>